The following podcast is brought to you by Pathways Church. Thanks for joining us for this message from our weekend service. We exist to lead people into a growing relationship with Christ. If you have any questions or even a story to share about how God is moving in your life, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at info at pathwayschurch.us. Thanks for listening, and we pray that God's Word will enrich your journey today. So for our 22nd wedding anniversary, Laura asked for a pen. Now, I'm not talking like a big pen, all right? I'm talking like a fancy pen, like a writing instrument. So I was like, okay, girl, that's bougie. We're getting fancy pens. I'm like, okay. So she told me about a pen store on College Avenue. Now, if you're uh, not from Appleton, College Avenue is kind of like Main Street, USA. So there's probably one in your town. Anyways, I go into this pen store. How many of you know that there's even a pen store on College Avenue? I didn't know that. Okay, you guys are, wow, okay. You guys are uh, up a crust. Okay, anyway, so... Um, I walk into this pen store and I'm like, uh, she sent me a shot, a photo of a kind of a pen that she wanted. So I got something similar, but guys, you know, like I, a little bit of an upgrade, right? Just a, a little, like one, just a little nicer. And so, um, I don't know, it had some design on the pen that was like uh, a replica of a design of some doors in Chicago. And, and then it had the initials in the pen of the pen store. I don't know, that was interesting to me. The guy was selling me, right? Okay, he was selling me. So I bought this pen. So he's boxing it up, and I say, you guys say, so tell me, like, what's the Cadillac of pens here in the store? Who makes those? He said, oh, that's easy. Japanese make the best pens. I'm like, okay. So I said, well, can I try one out? He's like, sure. So he pulls out this uh, pen, and it's one of those locked cabinet drawers thing. And so um, he hands it to me, and it has one of those tips on it, right? Real fancy. So he gives me the pen, and I just... I write like I normally write. So I, I start writing and the ink just splatters on the paper. And I'm like, oh, I think I broke this pen. <laughs> and I could tell by the way he kind of like, he didn't like snatch it, but he was just like, oh, you, you gotta be careful with the nib. I'm like, nib? I'm like, this dude doesn't know that the classiest pens I write with are Pilot G2s, okay? <laughs> That's like, that's like my pen, right? So I'm like, nib, oh, okay, yeah, uh-huh, nib, yep. He said, actually, they make this pen for left-handers with a left-handed nib. And I'm thinking, well, why didn't you give that to me when you saw me pick it up with my left hand? But I just let it go. So I said, well, hey, so how much does this pen cost? He said, $280. I was like, hmm. That was my cue for me to grab my bag and head for the door, like I'm out, you know? So, um, so last weekend, we celebrated our wedding anniversary together, and we had dinner at the house, and we exchanged gifts, and she actually um, got me a pen from the same store. And so, here's my pen. <laughs> now, this pen is so nice I brought it to the office and I set it aside. Like this is set apart from all my other G2s and I'm gonna use it for a special purpose. I just don't know what that is quite yet. I'm not sure like I'm gonna fill out a PO for like a cup of coffee I bought from McDonald's and sign it with this pen, I'm not sure. But this is a special pen to me. It means so much to me. And this is exactly what God does with you and me. 
He takes our lives and he sets us apart. He says, you are so valuable to me. It's, uh, it's why when we come and we worship on Sundays, we're reminded of the fact that we are chosen. Scripture says we're, we're, we're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation that we should declare the praises of God who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. We're set apart, friends. That, that's, what, that's what God does. And so this weekend, we have a, uh, a beautiful opportunity to, to set people apart for ministry. Now, all of us are set apart as followers of Jesus Christ, and we're set apart for something more. Somebody say more. More. More than what? More than just Sunday church. We were made for Mondays. Some of you are like, really? Yeah, really. Did you know that the research indicates that 50% of workers are actually late on Mondays? That productivity is less on Mondays than any other day of the week? That people, I read this report, I thought this was fascinating, that people, most people when they go to the office, thankfully a lot of us are working from home now, but some of you spouses experience this, that people on Mondays don't, on average don't smile until noon. Some of you are like, I don't smile until like 4 p.m. on Mondays until work is over. But what if we could take and leverage Mondays as the day that the mission begins for you and me to spread the hope and the love and the message of Jesus Christ? What if we could know our identity as being set apart for his special purposes and his task in our world? Well, we have a ministry that's gonna take place on Mondays, really Mondays through Saturdays, it's a brand new ministry that we're launching. It's called Stephen Ministry. And what I love about this ministry, several things, but the first is that Stephen is actually one of the disciples that we're studying in the book of Acts. You remember back in Acts chapter six, uh, last year we looked at Stephen and, and uh, he's not only the first martyr in Acts chapter seven, gives the longest speech in the book of Acts, but he was called upon by the apostles to make sure that he would serve the Grecian widows and organize a ministry team. And so this ministry is a ministry of presence. It's called Stephen Ministers. And as the Stephen Ministers are coming, we're gonna pray and send them out so that they can do ministry. We're going to set them apart as a church family. And so as they're making their way to the platform, I want you to listen to one of the ministers. His name is Tom, and Tom is going to go ahead and share his uh, story. So why don't you watch this? All of us are, are broken in some respect. Uh, we've experienced um, uh, sadness, pain, fear, hurt, various types of emotions, and um, emotions are something that uh, happen to us. We don't control them, we, we don't create them. So we have to deal with them, and sometimes we have uh, these overwhelming events that happen in life. You know, the loss of a, of a, of a loved one, of a child or a spouse. Uh, some people going through divorce, uh, can be, it can be very traumatic. Uh, losing a job is another one, and there's a number of things. But the thing is, you don't have to go through it alone. Of course, the Holy Spirit is always there with you, but uh, uh, there are people that want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and they, they can help too. So that's where the Stephen ministry comes in. You're a, a caring presence for them. So as they're working through these difficult 
situations in their life. Uh, the Stephen minister provides emotional and spiritual support for them and someone who will be a caring listener. And it's important to understand that uh, the environment uh, of this caring relationship is one with uh, uh, no judgment whatsoever, and it's one of confidentiality. So we, one of the things that we, we say is, uh, and it's important because it's, uh, it goes to the sovereignty of God, and that is that uh, we want to be the best caregivers that we can be. Uh, but we're the caregiver and God is the cure giver. So we trust in, in God to provide the cures and we're gonna work the process and help uh, and he'll work through us. One of the things I guess I would say, uh, I take this opportunity that if anybody listening who has a heart for people and a desire to serve the Lord, that uh, they would prayerfully consider becoming a Stephen minister because I think uh, there's no shortage of hurting people out there. and. Uh, this is an opportunity to help those people. And so joining me on stage are eight individuals who actually went through, listen to this, 26 weeks of training to become a Stephen minister. There's commitment and devotion here because they want to minister the love and the care and the compassion of Jesus Christ and what he has shown to us. But each one of these individuals, uh, actually, Tom reminded me, he said, please, when you talk about the commitment, talk about the joy, the joy of you guys gathering and training. I, I was uh, privileged to actually teach one of the sessions when, when Barb had a knee surgery. Barb Kiefer's our team lead, and, and God put this on her heart. And so I'm so proud of you to be a part of a, a church family that wants to reach out, not only to our congregation, if you need care, but to our community. Uh, people, we've been through a lot. And so for needs of pain and loss and transition and all kinds of scenarios, we're gonna set these individuals apart. We're gonna pray and we're gonna send them off and we're gonna commission them. And so I wanna invite you if you would stand with me and if you would uh, feel so inclined and comfortable, if you would just take I already see somebody in the back, I love it. Just take a hand, yep, and extend it forward. It's out of a sign of agreement and uh, solidarity. And we as a church are gonna go ahead and I'm gonna lay hands on these individuals and we're gonna pray and we're gonna send them off in the power of Jesus Christ. And if you want to listen and hear more of their story, they're gonna be out at Connect today. I'd love for you to speak to them and talk to them and, and uh, encourage them, encourage one another. Uh, as we build each other up. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. And we, God, we set these individuals apart. We lift up this Stephen ministry. And I pray for each of these individuals as they encounter people who are in need of care, their presence, Lord. They're people who are going through very difficult times for pain and sorrow and trauma. God, I pray that these individuals would be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ listening heart, divine wisdom. God, I pray, God, that your anointing favor would be upon them. And God, that you would receive glory from this ministry and that the life-changing power and message of Jesus Christ and his care for us would be expressed through this team. We pray this in the name of Jesus and Pathways Church who agreed with us said, amen. amen. Hey, can we show our appreciation for this team? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
You may be seated, and as the team is uh, going off uh, platform at, at this time, I just I want to remind us that we are also set apart, that God has something very powerful for us individually and corporately. And what just took place right there is extremely important, extremely important. And here's why. Because what we just did together is a living example of the New Testament pattern of how people were set apart and sent off under prayer and encouragement. So uh, in the New Testament, the pattern was simply this, that God calls whom God chooses. God is the one who calls. And so you might want to talk to some of these individuals after service and say, what stirred in your heart? What moved you to take a step forward and say, you know what? I want to serve as a Stephen minister. That would be a very appropriate question. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You feel a tug. You feel a a specific direction to an area of ministry. You have a passion, a burden. And so God calls you and you want to get engaged. The second part is that we as the church, we affirm that call. We say, yes. You are a part of our body and we send you out. You are made for more than Sunday. You're made Monday through Saturday to do this specific ministry as Stephen ministers. And then we pray under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We pray and the Spirit just places his anointing favor and we send them off. Now, this is rooted in the passage of scripture that we're gonna look at today. If you have your Bible, you can go with me to Acts chapter 13. Uh, Scriptures are gonna be on the screen. And here's what I wanna look at together. Uh, From a background perspective, the church has now shifted from Jerusalem, from Jerusalem to Antioch. From Jerusalem to Antioch, and no longer is the Apostle Peter who God used to start the church in Acts 2 going to be the central figure. The central figure now is going to be the Apostle Paul for the rest of the New Testament. And let's look at the scriptures together. Verse 1 says this, Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. And here's a list. Now, this list is very important because the church now is a multi-ethnic multi-racial, diverse church. The names of these individuals represent people who are not just Jewish or just white. There's brown, there is uh, what we would call African uh, descent here in this list of individuals. So God is fulfilling his promise as we looked in Acts chapter 10. He's already breaking barriers. And notice these individuals are fulfilling specific roles and leadership roles in the church as prophets and teachers. Here's the list. Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, uh, Menan, who had been brought up under Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. Verse 2, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, which by the way, if you don't know the spiritual discipline of fasting, out at Connect today, there's a free resource for you. I'd love for each of you to pick that up, one per family, to read and dive into the power of fasting. So as they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart. Everybody say those two words with me. Set apart. Set apart for me. Two individuals, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, what did they do? They placed their hands on them and they sent them off. Now, the title of my message today is simply this. You are set apart. You are set apart. You are set apart. 
And what I want to do is I want to organize the content of this message around three questions. First question is simply this. What does it mean to be set apart? What does it mean to be set apart? The word there, set apart in the original, is aphorizo. Aphorizo is used 10 times in the New Testament. And it carries the connotation, the idea, that there is a divine calling that takes place. And I don't know if you know this, but God has been calling his kids from the very beginning. In the garden, he had taken Adam and Eve, and he had put them, and he had said, I want you to name the animals. I want you to subdue and and have dominion. I want you to work. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Be fruitful and multiply. That's what God said. Or when he found Gideon threshing wheat, he said, "Uh, Gideon, you are my mighty warrior. Or the call experience of Isaiah, the prophet, the prophet of all prophets in Isaiah chapter six. God took the seraphim, the angelic beings, a hot coal from the altar and touched his lips and said, who's gonna go for me? Who's gonna speak? And Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Or Jeremiah's prophetic moment. His call experience, Jeremiah 1.5 says this. Jeremiah says, "Uh, God, I'm available, here I am. And God said, uh, before I formed you in the womb, I set you apart and I called you to be a prophet to the nations. In that verse, we see both of those words. I set you apart and I called you. We also see something very profound in Jeremiah's call. We see the high value that God places on human life. Before I formed you in the womb, scripture says, the psalmist says that God knits us together in our mother's womb, that there is so much potential and that every single life matters, that life begins at conception and that's God's standard and value that we give life and we protect and we love both mothers and babies. It's one of our values here at Pathways Church. Also, one of our values at Pathways Church is mercy and kindness and forgiveness and grace. And so if you are a female who had aborted a child, I want you to know based on God's word, there is hope and healing. Based on God's word, according to 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And the enemy wants to hang that over your head with shame and hurt and pain. And I want to declare to you freedom and mercy and the loving kindness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I don't have time to go into it, but I believe that I can make a strong biblical case for your child being in the presence of God. I believe that. So what does it mean to be set apart? It means that we are set aside for God's special tasks, for those special moments. It's so powerful. The the second question is simply this. Uh, why? Why are we set apart? So like, okay, Adam, so, so why are we set apart? Well, we're set apart because God needs to accomplish and bring his kingdom to earth. And so he uses you and me to accomplish his tasks. It's pretty amazing to think about it. 
And his tasks begin with us knowing and deepening our relationship with him. The first thing that God calls us to do is to know and to love him with all of our heart, with all of our strength, and with all of our mind, and with all of our being. Long before he gives you a specific assignment, he says, I just want you to know me. I want you to fall in love with me. I want you to learn and distinguish my voice. I want uh, you are you are set apart to be in relationship relationship with me. And then after that, God says, now I want you to take on the core identity of my son. You say, Adam, what's the core identity of Jesus Christ? His identity was to be a servant. He forfeited his divine privileges to become one of us. That's what Philippians 2, 5 through 11 says. He says, uh, uh, the, the, the gospel writer, uh, Mark 10, 45, I didn't come that that, that I would be served. Jesus said, I came to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Jesus lays his life down. Our core identity is to be a servant. So on Monday, when you go to work tomorrow, I'm not, doing, I'm not asking you to do anything differently. I'm asking you to change your mindset to know and understand and live out the reality that we are set apart to serve. We are set apart to serve. That when we show up, we show up and we say, how can I help? What can I do? Chick-fil-A is leading the church on what it means to be service-oriented. My pleasure. Two words, my pleasure. My pleasure. Husbands, I'll give you a challenge. Whenever your wife says something this next week and says, honey, can you do me a favor? The first thing that needs to come to your mouth is, sure. <laughs> I got Lori over here like this, preach it, pastor. <laughs> Dale's not coming next week. He's mad. He's going to a different church. He's like, okay, Adam, I'm going to DM you. You watch. Nah, Dale's my buddy. But really, this is something that I'm trying to implement in my own marriage. Lori says, can I do you a favor? Sure. Sure, I want to do that. I want to serve. I want to serve. Am I perfect? No. But I want to get to the place that our core identity, we're called, we're set apart to serve. And when we serve, God pours into us. We experience a joy and a satisfaction and a fulfillment because selfishness leads to, to all kinds of sin, but a selflessness leads to these fruit of the spirit that God births inside of us. All right, so here's the third uh, question. Third question is simply this. How can I or how can you be set apart? How can I be set apart? Now, this is a very important question. It's an important question for all of us. You need to know a couple things about being set apart. First of all, you being set apart is not based on your ability. God is not looking for your ability. He is looking for your availability. God is looking for a heart and a mind that is open and that is completely surrendered. Your ability, your knowledge, your sense of, of perfection or adherence to the commands of God, they are not a prerequisite. They're not a prerequisite to be set apart. But relationship is. To be set apart, we need to have a living, loving relationship 
with the living, loving God through Jesus Christ. When we establish that relationship, you know what I'm talking about. There's a sense of, I am set apart. My past no longer defines me. It's under the blood of Jesus Christ. My future has favor on it because the Holy Spirit, Jesus placed the down, the deposit, the down payment inside of me, who is the Holy Spirit that is the comforter and leads me and guides me. And there is strength and there is grace and my future is found in him and with him. And there's a moment where we say, I'm ready. I want to be set apart. And I want all of us to experience this opportunity today. In fact, I, I want to set you apart. I want to pray for you, if that's your desire. But before I do that, I want to give every single person an opportunity to make a decision for Jesus Christ. If a relationship is, is the prerequisite to being set apart, if you're here today and you've never made a decision for Jesus Christ or you've drifted in this moment, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. And so we're not going to do heads bowed, eyes closed. We're going to do this heads up, eyes open. You know why? Because there's no shame. We've all been there when we said, yep, today is my day. I need to make a decision for Jesus Christ. I want you to know when you trust Christ here at this church, people are going to celebrate and love and enfold you into community and say, you are so valuable to God. And if they don't, I'll kick them out of the church. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> I wouldn't do that either. Sorry, that was off script. Um, maybe I'll just pray for him like this. Okay. All right. Uh, anyways, so if you're here today or you're watching online and you want to make a decision for Jesus Christ, if that's you, would you just raise your hand? We want to pray with you and for you. Anybody? Thank you. Yes. Yep. Multiple people. Yep. Anybody else? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, can we just clap now? Somebody started to clap. I love it. Thank you. Hey, Jeff, Jeff, isn't this better than the Stanley Cup finals right now, right? Somebody giving their hearts to Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's you. She's a hockey guy. So we're gonna pray this prayer together. If you would bow your heads with me. We always pray together out loud here at Pathways. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. You demonstrated that with your son, Jesus Christ. You sent him to die for me. And I receive him as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life and make me brand new. I promise to follow you under the guidance of your Holy Spirit. And everybody who agreed with this prayer said, Amen, amen. Hey, can we celebrate those individuals today? That's so exciting. That's so exciting. So exciting.